Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two feet for wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Being recorded simultaneously for podcast release Wednesday and Thursday. That would be hour number one and two, respectively. Dan in the instant chat writing, True fact, first podcast I ever listened to was the Barbecue Central show in 2011 or 2012. Look at you, Dan. You're my favorite. Thank you, Dan. Cripes. I forgot to do something. Oh, I'm back on it. Look at that. There it is. The Vortic watch with the exhibition case back. You love it. I'm going to let you look at that side this week. The guts of the watch. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and the Snappy Snaps slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for video feed slash RD Rempe on YouTube for a video feed as well. Also, as I had mentioned the first hour, you can now get an ad-free podcast feed, if you so desire, by becoming a patron over at the new Barbecue Central Show Patreon page. And that is Patreon, a P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash BBQ Central Show. It's five bucks a month. Oh, my God. But what does it take? compresses your listen i can tell you that it will be updated wednesdays it will also be updated thursdays with the show and then also you will get a best of show on friday and again you can get that um when you subscribe you get a custom or private rss feed that you can then put into your own favorite podcast platform and then it shows up just like every other normal podcast that you would listen to except it's ad free so if you like that subscribe to it if you don't don't Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, this Friday, episode 182 from June 25th, 2013, featuring Trace Arnold. Does that name ring a bell? Probably not. But he was on the show as a guest in 2013. We talked about his, if you can believe it, 80-foot offset barbecue and grill trailer. <laughs> yeah tractor trailer by the way he was hauling all over the country that year doing barbecue events at the time it was the biggest and longest operational barbecue and grill it used to be just the longest and biggest operational barbecue but then he added a grill portion so it garnered the title biggest longest operational barbecue and grill at that point he was doing a 13 city tour across the country visiting various festivals and slinging barbecue to the masses trace also owned 
Three Stacks Barbecue and Tap House in Frisco, 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 Texas. That has since changed hands. It's now owned by someone else completely different and under a different name, although it is still a barbecue joint. As you will hear Friday, Trace, a great guest and brought a lot of personality to the segment, as you will hear in this best of episode, and I know you'll enjoy it. Don't forget, you can email John Solberg if you would like to hear a past guest or segment, and he can make it a best of all for you, J-O-N, at the BBQ Central Show. Dot com And then there's this. Uh-oh. I want, I want, I want to get away and get off of this, but you people won't Uh-oh. let me. It's growing into the bit that just keeps on giving and giving and giving for three weeks in a row. Over the past week, I received a number of these emails. Greg, two weeks in a row, you spend time getting into a one-sided conversation with yourself about famous Dave Anderson and how he posted the Hall of Fame results early. Maybe you should spend as much time over the next few weeks telling everyone what famous Dave has accomplished and done for the industry. That would be the fair thing to do since he hasn't, uh, what, since he doesn't appear to be able to defend himself on your show in person. Get over it already. You get over it. To all of you that took the time to write me versions of this email, and there were at least five different versions of this email saying the same thing, I say this to you with peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Mind your own business. This doesn't concern you. And if you don't like hearing me go on and on and on about it, Hit the fast forward button for the next few minutes and get past. You get over it. I don't have to get over anything. And I can get as much mileage off of this as I want, especially if I keep getting emails telling me that I'm wrong. I'm not wrong here. I was wronged here, but I am not wrong. I respect what semi-famous Dave Anderson has accomplished in his career. I respect that semi-famous Dave Anderson broke his stick in a bad barbecue show on the Food Network and didn't quit. I respect the fact that semi-famous Dave was able to put together a successful barbecue franchise model and sell it, which has spawned, by the way, some of the most inconsistent barbecue from location to location across the nation. All things I respect. What I don't respect is the sheer willingness to not hold anybody accountable for anything anymore. And this goes over and above semi-famous Dave Anderson. If I opened this mic up and just spilled all the things I know about people in this industry right now, your head would blow the fuck off. And I'm not kidding. There is no question in my mind that the very foundations of this industry would crack should you hear all the things I know about various folks in the industry. But I am not in a race to be a douchebag, so I don't blab my mouth or disregard instructions given to me by people who are asking me to do something or not do something. 
Is it unreasonable to think that exhibiting and practicing this type of behavior is too much to ask? I don't think so. As I mentioned last week, had even one other person made a similar post around the same time or earlier, I would have marked it up to the Barbecue Hall of Fame not doing a good enough job broadcasting the secrecy of the info and the proper time frame to sit on those info bits before posting and promoting. But I can't hold them at fault because no one else besides semi-famous Dave made that mistake. No one else. Uh He did it. Him alone. Do I hate semi-famous Dave Anderson? No. Do I hate the fact that he ripped my exclusive announcement from me because he or someone in his camp refused to fully read and understand the email that was sent to him and the associated instructions on how to act with said information? Yes. And if you were in my position, you would be pissed too. Now, stop writing me these emails so we can move on. I say this with peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Stop sending me emails about what a dick I am to famous Dave. Sorry, semi-famous Dave. Because then I can get off of it. But if you're not going to get off of it, I'm sure as hell not getting off of it. And I'm warning you with peace and love. I'm warning you with peace and love. That's going to be it. Why do I see two ducks? That's bizarre. I see a rusty. Doug, wave your hand. There's no Dugs. Rusty, wave your hand. Yeah, all right. Well, this is looking like it's already going to be some kind of a disaster. Now we'll just hold our breath and pray that something good comes out of this. What's really going to be good? Wait. Oh, crap. That's number one. Uh... I gotta send John a new link. John. Solberg. Use this. Doing a little house cleaning here. I'll edit that out post. Don't you worry your pretty little heads over it. Let me talk to you quickly about my good pal Sterling Ball over at Big Pop Smokers. The one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, gets you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything is approved by Sterling himself. 13 perfectly balanced rubs and seasonings. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the circuit and in backyards. I use them all the time. What more do you need? Also, Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to sauce? Tired of everything else that's on the market? Sure you are. Christ. How is this happening? This is my fault. It's got to be my fault. Uh, Hold on. Jeff. Rice. Ugh. Ricer... Yes. All right. Jeff, if you're listening, try the link I just sent you. All right, John is in. This has got to work. 
Fingers crossed. Where was I? Granny's barbecue sauce. Right, get that. Great by itself. Great as a base sauce as well. You can tweak it if you want. They're selling cookers. You knew it. Mac 2 Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa is the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers. Try the old Hickory ACPP. The only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're not sure of what grill you need, call them. Ask questions. 877-828-0727 or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G- P-O-P-P-A smokers.com Maybe we're back with well, I know I have three of the embedded correspondents, the traditionals. I'm waiting for the champion of American Idol Barbecue Central Show Season 1 to show up, but we will make do. Stick around. We'll be right back. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, as Noah said last hour. Currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you're a beginner or a professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com. And tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. PBX should be out towards the end of summer. Dean, that won the book winner, says, Greg, could you please sign the free book as to keep in tradition and to continually add value to the book? (laughs) Yes, I will. You know it, Dean. Get ready for a -a one-of-a-kind Greg Rempe signature on a book that I didn't write. I am happy to do that. I'm still waiting for Jeff Rice to get in. But it is the fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour, and you know what that means. There is a visit from the embedded correspondents. There they are. Look at them. All right there. Hey, gang. Happy to see everybody here. And uh, did I? I'm wondering. Uh, let's do this real quick. Uh, Doug, can you give me a sound check real quick? Testing All one, right. two, three. Sounds good. John, how about you? Congratulations, my friend, Barbecue Dean, on winning that signed book from you. No doubt. And Rusty? I want a signed book from you. You got to be ready to win, Rusty. Come on. You know I was ready. Sorry. You just didn't. You I was quick enough? ready. I guess not. Next time. Got to have quick fingers. You can't, and you can't put anything else. As I've always told people who want to win stuff on the show when I say send me an email. Just fill out the bits that I tell you, like only subject line. Some people like to put hi or pick me. You're taking valuable time. People have already hit the send button. So just a reminder when we do those quick games, just fill out exactly what I tell you to and then hit send very quickly because then that gives you the greatest chance of winning. Uh, We're waiting for Jeff Rice and... uh, I'm going to suggest, Jeff, if you're listening, you need to do a full shutdown reboot from cold and come back in if it's not working because everybody else is in. And uh, here we are this evening. We got uh, Doug Scheiding uh, right there and uh, John's right there. And there's Rusty. It's opposite when you're looking at the confidence monitor across the way. So we welcome everybody in. Boys. Three-fourths of us on this panel are getting ready to shake the very foundations of a 
very well known, mostly very well liked, high end steak joint called Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Now, let me give a little background here before we start diving into this and pretty much dynamiting what Ruth Chris stands for. For as long as I've ever gone, and I think that was the very first high-end steakhouse I'd ever been to in 2001. I was at the Mid-American Truck Show in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, our big night out with customers was going to the Ruth's Chris just outside of where the Exposition Center was there, and that's where I got my first taste of Ruth's Chris, and they went on and on during the ordering process that our steaks are served on 500 degree plates and blah, blah, blah. And the idea of course, is they want the last bite of steak to be just as hot as the first bite. And this is why they're putting steak on 500 degree plates because common thought would be that the plate will remain hot, at least through the balance of your eating the steak. So your last bite will have some kind of a temperature to it. Uh, perhaps not as hot as the first bite, but whatever. And then it had been a number of years since I had been to a Ruth's Chris. And then recently, through this volleyball season, I had occasion to visit one in St. Louis, Missouri. And then for this particular test, I also visited one in Columbus, Ohio. So outside of my general area, because the one here in Cleveland has went out of business. It's not downtown anymore. It's gone. So I had to go outside of town, which I'm happy to do because volleyball takes me everywhere. And that's the only time I travel. And... We reached out to the embedded correspondents and said, hey, if you are around a Ruth's Chris, I want you to go. And if you have a pistol infrared thermometer, let's put it to the test. Before I go any further, Rusty, as you go to your Ruth's Chris, do they go, do they make specific reference to the 500 degree plate? Yeah, it's all part of the spill. That they have, they cook it to 1500 degrees or something like that, and the plate's at 500, or they cook at 1500. It's 1500? 18. And then it's 518. Yeah, that's, you're right. And then the plate is at 500 degrees to keep the steak warm for your entire meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug, yeah, well, similar wrap that you got at your Ruth's, Chris? No, no. We sat at the bar, so maybe the bartender uh, oh. was worried about other drinks. So, yeah. So, have you heard that before, though? Yeah, I have. I have. I All have. Right. Um, Doug, as you go into it, do you think that there's any way that these plates are literally going to be 500 degrees as they hit whatever's in front of you? Uh, no. And kind of based on on what I was told during the process, the answer would still be no. <laughs> and you're like one of the smartest people we know here collectively. I mean, you're like a rocket scientist. So you know how thermodynamics work and heat dissipation and all these other things. Uh, Rusty, are, were you skeptical hearing 500 degree or is that one of those magical things like me when I was much younger in 2001 going 500 degree? Wow. I hope I don't touch it, but I believed everything they said. It's like quicksand. We thought it'd be a bigger problem now, you know, than it actually turned out to be. Um, you know, working in the restaurant business, I knew that there was no way getting to my plate that it would get that way because it's got to sit in the past they obviously have the plate sitting in a, under heat and then the they'll take it down they'll put the steak on it they'll hand it through the pass they'll go onto a tray which will wait for sides and other things when an expediter will have it sitting there and then who knows when that tray will get ran so i didn't expect it to get that when i got there in fact the temperature i got i was more expecting uh by the way guys uh 
Willy Foo Foo 92 thinks that this is a recording. Sir, this is live. We'll do it live. We do it live. <laughs> Willy Foo Foo 2. And we'll do it live. Son of a bitch. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and get to the findings here. Uh, John, there was still no like Roos Chris anywhere near you, right? One didn't pop up magically in a month. Uh, no, not within 65 miles. Yes. All right. So uh, totally understandable that you're not going to make the drive for that. Um, uh, Rusty, don't forget to send me the receipt so I can reimburse you for your steak because uh, that was part of the thing that I would reimburse you for a strip steak. And that's it. No drinks or other guests that you take, but I will uh, take your strip steak receipt and reimburse you for that because of the time and effort that you've put in here. So. Uh, let's go ahead to Doug. I have uh, pictures that I will show here. And let's go to your... Oh, you actually took an internal temperature of your steak too, didn't you? I did. Oh, yeah. I When I right. sat down and I ordered, I said, I want... She asked me how I wanted my steak done. I said, well, you're asking. I want it to 134. I said, precisely. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, is that going to be a problem? She goes, oh, no, 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 that's not a problem. Oh. I'm like, okay. And, and uh, I didn't, I said, I'm also going to temp. I'm going to temp the steak and I'm going to temp the plate <laughs> when it comes to me. So full disclosure, tell the chef, tell anyone you want to tell. Yes. That's what's going on here. I'm that guy. Nobody had any problems so, with that? Did you build an audience no. as it was delivered? No, I said, do they have thermopins back there? Oh, yeah, they've got pin, thermopin, yeah. you know, the thermometers back there. I said, no problem. Okay. Comes out and they put it in front of me and I temp it immediately. And the IR gun on the plate, I temped the plate first, 348 degrees. There it is right there. there 348 there degrees. Wow. And notice we had onion rings that, that I paid for as well. But uh, anyway, so 348 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and and so then I went and temped the steak. So the first temp on the steak was 155 degrees. Wow. Fahrenheit. And so then I'm like looking around and I showed the bartender. And so I think my next one was what? 179. I think that I sent that one to you. That's the, that's the temp. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Nice. And so then, beat. so then the bartender starts. Yes, go ahead. I said that that steak is beat. There it is, overcooked steak, right beat. there. Beat. There you go. It's totally overcooked. And and the the manager was watching me during this whole process. And I said, ah, don't worry about it. I said, you know, I said, but I said, how as a corporation do you not have a training policy to cook <laughs> steaks properly? I said, because we went through this a year or so ago. And remember, we had like two like raw steaks that were served at like 80 or 90 degrees on these, you know, 500. She goes, oh, no, they are maintained at 500 degrees in an oven. And then we pull them from the oven and put the steak on there. <laughs> like uh, like Rusty says, they're probably under a salamander or something. And depending on the sides and stuff like that. So she said, I'll get you another steak. And I said, OK. I said, but do not. Put it on a hot steak, put it on a lukewarm steak, and let's see what it comes out at. Came out at 132, went up to about 135. I said, there you go. You need a corporate training policy based on the steak and the thickness of the steak to get the temperature right. All right. Well, that is uh, insane. 348 degrees. 
on uh, Doug's plate, <laughs> yeah. by the way, if you lost track of that. Um, now we'll go over to Rusty. Let me get in back into my pictures folder here. Sorry. And let's see. Um, so you have one picture. And uh, what did you come to find out, Rusty? Well, it was, what, 284? Something like that? 244, you know, I, according to this picture. There you go. Yes. Wow. And I didn't tamper with it, because I don't know if you guys know about these R- IR guns. Doug actually did it right. You're supposed to point it straight down. If you do it to the side, you don't get an accurate attempt. So, pro tip. But uh, so I wasn't like Doug. I wasn't telling anyone. I my you know Growing up, going to Sizzler was fancy. So, my wife was like, why are you wearing that shirt? This is a fancy restaurant. And I got tripped out. So I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm going to tempt this. You know, so I was like, oh, oh, shit. OK, she's leaving. Like, I can tempt this now. And uh, I was all inconspicuous. Um, so I got a couple, but I kept on taking ones. I was, I, I was like I said, I was nervous. So I was pointing at my steak more than, <laughs> not, more than I needed. But 244 was the average temperature. And uh, from 500 to 244, the, a lot of stuff would have to happen in between there to have that actually happen because Doug's was much hotter. So... But then again, bars tend to be closer to the kitchen, so that could be infecting, you know, something. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't that hot. You know, it was a great steak, though. That's fantastic. I love Ruth's Chris. I'll go anytime, anytime. Anyway, let's do this next week. Let's do this next time. Let's do another Ruth's Chris one. I'll go. Yes, of yeah. course. Well, we got to do something that's going to include John. Now, let me go ahead and uh, give you my findings here, because uh, not only did I get to visit Columbus for this test, I also had three additional tasters. So we had a example of uh, four different plates so this is uh let me get over to the page so this is my wife's uh first shot at 307 and then another portion of the plate at uh, 202 so well below 500 uh this is uh my oldest daughter bobby's 225 on the plate and a 296 and another portion of the plate then we went to my steak uh, this was by far the lowest temperatures of the evening. 159 on my plate, and a 197 was the highest reading that I got on the plate. And then uh, youngest daughter, Marley, she had the high watermark of the evening. at uh, There was 307 there, but 325. So 175 degrees off of 500, and uh, that's what I have. So what I think we've come up with is this. Saying 500 degrees makes it sound a bit fancier, a bit more formal. If you're into eating hot steak all the way through your dining experience, the plate, whether it's at 500 degrees or not, is going to provide you the potential of having that last warm bite of steak, if that's something that you desire. But it's also a cooking source. And if you have 130-degree steak pulled off the grill and slammed onto that plate, over time, that steak's going to be... 10 degrees hotter, maybe more. Uh, I tell my girls, flip the steak. Constantly flip the steak if you're not eating it so no heat momentum builds up and you can keep a nice bumper-to-bumper color. Uh, So I think we have blown the doors off of the 500-degree plate. Nothing's hitting the table at 500 degrees. John, do you think that if a plate was literally 500 degrees hitting a tablecloth, there might be a chance of fire? Well, the ignition point of paper, I believe, is around 480 degrees Fahrenheit. And I, I don't know that exact. What the, the book was at Fahrenheit 451, the, the, the great novel. So, yeah, I, I mean, the paper's going to burn. This is, but it's, it's less than 500 degrees to ignite paper. 
I don't, I don't understand if it has to be direct flame or conduction heat to do that, but yeah, there'd be burned stuff all over that restaurant in my brain at <laughs> that temperature. Doug, should our expose uh, force Ruth's Chris to stop mentioning this 500 degree altogether? Yeah, I mean, when when you get a hot plate, what is the, and they say, don't touch it, don't touch it. What do you do? It's a moth to the flame. There'd be, there it'd be like, you know, uh, McDonald's and, and and all the coffee issue and stuff. If someone touches a 500 degree plate, they're getting burnt fingers. Rusty, should we have Ruth's Chris eliminate the 500 gimmick? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if it's always consistently that way, why continue doing it? You know, if it's just it's false narrative, you know, I get that you want to have a story and that connects people to your restaurant, but, you know, it's got to be a true story. Uh, John, did you have something to finish up with before we move on i just i just want to say to doug at 344 degrees and 244 degrees people are still burning their fingers so so when doug said people are gonna you know what i mean the plate's still hot you're still gonna burn yourself it's just not 500 degrees hot yeah no doubt about it uh so ruth's chris uh pay attention we are coming for you and you better beware we're gonna have you change your uh, procedures and so forth go ahead doug yeah, it needs a corporate training program because yeah. it's also going to depend on the thickness. So the temperature of the, the plate should depend on the thickness of the steak. All right, there you go. So, uh, guys, you stand by just for a second. I'll do a quick piece of business, and then we'll get to the singing. Jeff Rice is having uh, incredible technical issues, which I don't think he's going to be able to recover from. But we're still going to play his song no matter what. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grill, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market right now. You have two different lines to choose from, a Choice line and a Prime Plus line. The Prime Plus, more of a robust build. You have a front shelf. You have headlights in the cooking chambers you can see in the middle of dark, if that's your desire. You have Wi-Fi capability. You can control the grill from start to finish right there on your smartphone app. And everything in between. Two internal meat probes, peek-in windows on the main cooking chamber, and the pellet hopper. So you're never going to run out of pellets, or at least you can see if you're going to run out, and then remedy that situation. If you don't need all the tech and all that other stuff, you get the choice line. It's still the same size cookers on the Jim Bowie and the Daniel Boone. However, you're saving some bucks because you don't have all that extra tech gear that is on the Prime Plus. Pick for yourself. They're selling through dealers. Go to GreenMountainGrill.com. Find a dealer near you. Visit the dealer, have them educate you, and then you pick which one you like the best. And if you're getting the Jim Bowie or the Daniel Boone, make sure you get the pizza oven insert because everybody loves high heat pizza. The Neo Pies. Everybody loves the Neo Pies. GreenMountainGrill.com. That's GreenMountainGrill.com. Hope to have Jason Baker on here soon as we get into that time frame of uh, potentially getting some kind of a decision through that lawsuit that they have ongoing with Traeger. So as things become more defined and more available of information passing along. We'll do that here on the show. GreenMountGrill.com and we're back with Barbecue Central Show Idol Season 2. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield through the grilling season. Go to smithfield.com for tips and tricks from Chris Lilly, Darren Ward, Ernest Cervantes, and Charles Cridlin. You can get 
Mouth-watering flavor and no artificial ingredients. Smithfield Fresh Pork, quite simply. Some of the finest pork money can buy and a trusted choice of world championship pitmasters, music competitions, and at home. Go to smokinwithsmithfield.com if you're a committed cook and you finish first in ribs or shoulders. They want to know about it. Smokinwithsmithfield.com or smithfield.com for recipes and tips from world champ pitmasters. Oh, dear. Well, I know what that means. These ladies are in the house. Look at that. The judges are in. There's Bobby with a cat. There's Willis in the middle. Maddie over there on the right. Ready to judge harshly, as always. But honestly and fairly. All right, harshly. We're ready to go. Now, we have no Jeff Rice, um, believe it or not. For whatever reason... He has not been able to connect in. I've told him to use different web browsers, restart computers. He's done that. He's been text messaging me. And I have no update other than maybe try Safari. That was seven minutes ago, and we have nothing. That doesn't mean anything. This is a competition, boys. This is why we do stuff pre-recorded, right? That's right, because we know what we're doing. We're accounting for the human error and the technical error here in this live production. All right, before we get to that, let's go ahead and fire up the mics. Um, Ladies here, make sure that we can hear everybody. Hello. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Everybody, I can hear everybody. Bobby, can you say something? Can you hear my cat? Yes, we can. Wait, you can hear me? So, can you hear the cat? Here we are, ladies. I can't hear myself. I can hear myself. I I can hear Bobby. I can't hear uh, me. Now I, now hear I can. Okay, uh, okay, very okay, loud. Okay. Very loud. Thank you. King of the castle. King of the castle. King of the castle. All right, ladies. Put a pipe in it. No. Here we go. We're see, uh, month three. Here we are. Month three. This is the semifinals. Marley, let's start with you. What are you most looking forward to this month with John and Jeff no, and myself? No. Being the only ones left. And talk on that microphone. Let's go. I want to see if... Uh, I don't know. Come go on. on. Wow. A this? master of the English language. <laughs> Maddie, what are you looking forward to the most in month three? It's the semi-final. I want to... S- I still... I can't hear myself. I can hear you, so talk. Okay. I really want to see you guys push your limits. I want to hear some... Fun songs that we wouldn't expect you to pick. Maybe a song that we know and you're putting your own twist on it. That would be fun. I just want to I want to be surprised. This light surprised. needs to go. All right, Bobby. I'm seeing myself and I look bad. Go ahead. Turn it off. No, no, no. Turn it off. <laughs> I don't know how. There's a switch right there. Oh, thank you. <sighs> I no, want my socks to be blown off. I'm excited. Yeah. And I want to be wowed. Wowed. All right. Here we go. Uh, Guys, hearing that, uh, Doug is also a guest judge. Uh, Rusty, the most recent entrance into the guest judging. Uh, Rusty, what are you looking forward to in the semifinals? Dad. Marley didn't go. Wait. Hold on, Rusty. I had you on mute. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I'm back? Yes. Yeah, I want to hear singing. That's what I want to hear in a singing competition. 
I also don't care much about the song, really, because it doesn't matter if you know it or not. It doesn't really matter because it's a singing competition and how well they sing it should matter. That's all I have to say about it. Doug, what are you looking forward to in the semifinals? I'm looking for great production and I don't I, I doesn't need to be a song banana and blow was okay last last time but uh, you know sing what you can you want and uh, it'll be something unique so I'm good with whatever but Utah Jazz they lost right yeah oh thanks Doug all right thanks. well, well we're certainly not talking about any of that here this evening so don't worry about that no basketball talk hey look who made it there's Jeff Rice right there hey Jeff how are you um, are you on mic tonight or you just sitting in, uh, looking good there, or anything? Just sitting in. I don't just know if you can hear in. me or not. Oh, I can. Yes. Yes. Okay. I can. All right. Good. All right. Well. All right. So at least you can hear me, but whatever. I can't get it over onto my other camera. So That's all right. I'll sit here like don't this. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> there's Jeff right there. So uh, we are ready to go for the semifinals, as we always do. We will go to the judges so they can pick the first participant. Marley, since you didn't seem to have a thought on what you were really most looking forward to here in the semifinals, we'll let you pick who goes first. We have Jeff Rice, we ha- who is the defending champion. We have John Solberg, Michigan Embedded Correspondent. And me, your daddy. King of the gas. <laughs> John. John. All right. So let's go to John here. John, uh, tell us the song you picked and why it inspired you to try here in the semifinal. You know, I picked the song that I felt that I could sing, and the song is very special to me. It, it is a very emotional song for me. It's the story of an Air National Guard pilot whose job is to fly home uh, the remains of his fallen brothers. But it's something that I could... It's something that, that I felt that I could do, and it's important to me. And it's something I wanted to do, so that's why I chose this song. All right. By the way, before we get to John's song, I want to go ahead and thank the uh, – it's like a, 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 a progress of sorts as we get through this competition here in Season 2. But I, I was able to contract the help of none other than the official sound engineer of the show, Haniel Trisna. You can find him over on Facebook. Who is a mix master uh, by profession? That's he does recording, he does live sound. Like he is a legitimate live sound person. And uh, we all had the opportunity, a little late, to forward our raw tracks and our music beds, and he would put them together with the expert touch. And Jeff and I took advantage of that. John decided that he is going to go full on his own. Mixing his own, singing his own. Uh, he didn't do the backing track, but everything else is John's heart and soul here. It's all him. So without any further ado, we will go to John's song right here. Stand by. Andrews Tower, good morning. Angel Flight Bravo Zero Two, ready for takeoff. Angel Flight Bravo Zero Two, you are number one for takeoff runway two five. Get them all, boys. All I ever wanted to do was fly Leave this world and live in the sky 
I lived to see 130 out of Fort Worth town I go up some days I don't want to come down Well I fly that plane Called the Angel Flight Come on brother you're with me tonight Between heaven and earth You're never alone On the Angel Flight Come on brother I am taking you home I love my family and I love this land But tonight this flight's for another man We do what we do cause we heard the call Some gave a little but he gave it all I fly that plane Called the angel flight Come on brother you're with me tonight Between heaven and earth You're never alone On the angel flight Come on brother I am taking you home Come on brother I am taking you home Tower, Angel Flight, Bravo, zero two, gear down, five miles. Angel Flight, Bravo, zero two, your number one for landing. Welcome home. Wow, we. What a song. Uh, John, let's go to you first. Uh, typically, we go back for a reaction here, but uh, I'm not familiar with that song. Uh, is that... Was that a like a, a military song, or is that something that was on the radio? That is a uh, songwriter, Radney Foster. It's like Rodney built with an A, Radney. And he's a singer-songwriter from the Fort Worth area. Um, he's You probably have heard a lot of his songs done by other artists. It's a 2009 song, so it's been a, around a while, but it's just uh, something I stumbled upon years ago, and as an Air Force veteran. And uh, it, it, the song, it moves me. So it was hard to sing, but I wanted to sing it, and... And I'm glad that that I was able to actually sing it because the song makes me cry. So uh, I'm just I'm just glad I could hopefully do it some kind of justice. Absolutely done very well. A lot of people in the instant chat saying how deep the song was. A lot of people saying they have goosebumps. So uh, well executed. Uh, let's go to the judges here in the studio. Maddie, your thoughts first. Hold on. Got everybody muted. Go ahead, Matt. I thought it was very good. Uh, you sang it well. It was a good performance. Good song choice. Very meaningful. I liked it. Good job. Willis. I was a bit iffy at first with it, but then it got a lot better as it was going on. And I think with your voice being so deep, it also fit the song well. So, good job. And Bobby? Um, I agree. I think that the song complimented your voice and it sounded really good. And I think you did like a good song of or a good job of singing it. Rave reviews here from the ladies in studio. Let's go to our celebrity judges. Uh, Doug, your thoughts? 
Yeah, it, it, it's a heavy song. It reminded me of my father and his uh, tour in Vietnam. And I, John, I thought you did a great job on the production and you know the uh, uh, the tower bringing them in, etc. So mm-hmm. next time, just go full Johnny Cash. Rusty, that was fantastic, man. Um, like the emotion was there. Like it really gave me goosebumps too listening to it. It's like I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, you nailed it. Perfect for your voice. The song was fantastic. Uh, I think that if you don't win this one, and I haven't heard Greg's yet or Jeff's, but if you don't win this one, uh, there's something wrong with all those folks listening right now. That was probably the best yet. And Ever. Out of America is going to vote here. So once we close up shop here this evening, voting is open from at the end of the show all the way until midnight uh, for this coming Monday and then we will have the person that is getting voted off on top of the second hour next Tuesday so uh, we will go back to the ladies here don't forget the next two songs that you hear will have been uh, master mixed by a good friend of the show and official sound guy Haniel Trisna if you're looking for a sound guy to do any type of uh, mixing, mastering, this kind of this is what he does. Uh, hit me up, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and I will put you in contact with him because he is the man. Uh, Robert, who would you like to have go next? You. Returning. All right, so that's going to be me. Uh, I have picked the song "Fire Woman" by the Cult because I use this song all the time on Instagram. Pretty much on everything on my stories. I also somehow have assimilated it to being extra meaningful to the live fire community, although that is solely my thought and there's no <laughs> substance behind that other than I think that is. So I said, hey, what this? I use this song a lot. I'm gonna sing it. And then I sang it and I thought, man... This could be a really bad idea, and it took a number of efforts, but I was able to to get my portion of it over to Haniel, and he returned back a file that I am now going to play for you. Uh, ladies, any thoughts here before we can you hear me? Get going? Yes, I can hear you. Can course. you turn me off? Yes. Why can I turn you off? I keep hearing myself. I'm yeah. What does that mean? You can hear yourself. You're the king of the castle. Turn the microphone off, please. All right. <laughs> You're off. Wow, we we're gonna have to rethink judges for season three, guys. Here we go. Uh, my rendition of Firewoman. Twist it. 
on Firewoman. Let's go ahead and unmute the ladies here and fire up the heat. Maddie, your thoughts? I thought it was... I can't hear myself. Is my mic on? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I thought it was really good. You could really hear the effort, the emotion, the passion in your voice. The fire. Yes, the Ah. fire, if you will. If you will. Ha ha. But yeah, um, I definitely thought it was very good. One of your best so far. So good job. Robert? Um, I definitely think it was probably the best thing song of both seasons. Uh, you hit all those high notes very well. And I think it was it was risky, but it was good. You nailed it. Well, all right. Uh, Willis? I also think that it was one of your best performances. There you uh, go. Both of the seasons. And I really did like the ending. I thought it was the fun little twist at the end. And I think your voice went really well with it. All right. Thank you. Now let's go to the celebrity judges in the house. Uh, Doug, you're first. That that rivals Reiser's first round song as being the best song of the year. Now, you Whoa. didn't take your own advice from the standpoint of it was a little long. So, the, <clears throat> but that might go against you. But otherwise, it was fantastic. Great energy. I loved it. Uh, Rusty, your thoughts? You know that guy we grew up with, Greg, that was in the metal but wore Jardass shorts? <laughs> that could have been <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And he grew up, and he's like, I can sing in karaoke. I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to sing the cult. You know, that's what it reminded me of. But that said, that was your best performance, period. It was really good. In fact, it was so good, I forgot that it was you for a minute. So, really? Yeah, honestly, really All great. Right. Well, really then great. we have to give uh, thanks and praise to Haniel Trisna, official sound guy, who mastered this song. So whatever subtle hand that he did that obviously I can't do in a production style setting. We thank him. Uh, all right, so that leaves this guy, returning champ, Jeff Rice. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, tell us about your song and why you sang it. Well, after a complete debacle of a week last week and then a complete debacle on the first song that I picked... I had to pick uh, a song that I was familiar with so I could get it done. And I picked Seven uh, Nation Army by White Stripes. Oh, wow. 
And that's really all I can tell you. And I really wish I had your high uh, vocal range, buddy. I really do. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Jeff interpretation of Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Jeff Rice with Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. We'll unmute everybody here and go to the in-house judging first. Robert, your thoughts on Jeff Rice, returning champion and defending champion of Season 1's Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. You familiar with that song? Yes, I know that song. What do you think? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good song. I like the song to begin with. I think you did really good singing it. The pitch was clean, and it just went really well. Willis. I think it was a little easy for you, but I thought you did well on it. So, and You think he's trying to coast into the finals? I, I mean, yeah, because he's a returning champion, and he wants to, like, maybe he thinks... Just because he was a champion, he'll be back in it again. Nice. He played it easy. Right, bringing it strong. Maddie, your oh. thoughts? Okay, good. Um, I knew the song to begin with. I liked that song. I just think that it was lis- missing a little bit just because of the higher parts of the song, but that is out of your vocal range, so I can't really hold that against you. But, you know, keep that in mind for your next song. If it's not going to fit, maybe don't go with it. Um, It was good. Not my favorite of the night, but it was good. All right, let's go to the guest judges. Rusty. 
Well, I love that song. That used to be my band warm-up song at shows because that was my bass warm-up band, you know, song. And then everyone's like, play it. And we just play it. So we just started playing it. Um, great song. Um, I couldn't sing it. I could just play bass on it. So you did a fantastic job with that. But it was a great departure from the normal stuff you did, Jeff. Like the first one was, you know, and that freaking Jerry, uh, that second song was so great. And uh, so I think that it was, it was too, like, kind of, I think your great strength is like that, what you've been doing this season. So that's the only Nick, but it was a great song and you did a good job singing a good, good cover. Doug, your thoughts? I thought it was a good song and Jeff, you've shown the, the, the most variety throughout the, the season this time. I actually thought there was some great production value because I think some things were stretched out or, and compressed from a timing standpoint, but uh, overall, good job. No doubt about it, and uh, we thank once again the mix master of the show, Haniel Tristna, for uh, doing mine and Jeff's track, doing the mastering there. I think that's the correct term. And uh, as Paul Nicholson said, holy cow, three awesome performances. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Jeff, let's go ahead and uh, start the summations with you. Your thoughts on the semifinals this evening and who you think might be going through. Well, I have to say that, you know, I tried to actually sing for once so I wouldn't get hollered at. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to take my hat off to you and John, to be real honest. So, yeah, I think you guys crushed it. Um, you know, it, again, it's you know, I did what I could. And hey, I'm glad I got this far. We'll see. I'm not kidding. I'm not giving up. I'm not a quitter. So I, you know, dead broke barbecue nation. Maybe they'll like it. Who knows? You know, we'll see. All right. But you both really kicked my butt. <laughs> Doug, your thoughts on the f- evening itself? I think it's going to be very close uh, on on the uh, the voting. It's the, you're not going to have someone run away, and you're not going to have someone dragging dead dead ass last. But uh, um, I would have to say that Greg, uh, in my opinion, you you won the night. But that's my opinion. John, your thoughts on the evening of singing? You guys did a fantastic job, and I'm very hopeful to give Haniel a chance to mix me in a duet in the next round. And please extend my uh, thanks to Haniel, because you guys, did, that was amazing. It's like, you're going to be hard to beat with uh, him at the switch and you, your guys' vocals. So outstanding job to both of you. Very enjoyable. Rusty, your thoughts on the evening? All strong, man. I, I think you guys did a really good job, all three of you. I'm really impressed with what John was able to do on his own because yep. I know how much production value can add to a song that you guys don't quite understand. And the fact that he did all that stuff by himself was really fantastic. And the song he picked could not have been more perfect. I just think that he kind of did it. Right now, He, if he wins this time, who knows what's going to happen. Jeff, if he loses this time, I think he could have won it. This could have been his uh, Saints uh, playoff moment where he just kind of tanks at the last minute and then could have won the Super Bowl. All right, ladies in the house here, your thoughts for the evening and what you would like to see in the finals. Bobby, you can go first. I think all three of you did really, really good tonight. I don't know who will go through because it's only two go now, right? America top two, vote. top two will go as America votes into the yes, finals next yes, month. Yes. Well, I'm excited for next week. I'm looking for or next month. Next month for the show. Next month, I'm excited for next month. Um, good job to everybody tonight. Willis, your thoughts? 
I think you guys also, the three of you did really good. And I want to see you guys all push yourselves again to see. And I think the final will be really good. Maddie, final thoughts? I think everybody did really good. I definitely have the two in my mind that I definitely think are going to get through. Um, I will not be saying that. Uh-huh. But no names, I please. think everybody did really good tonight. It was a good night for song choices and production and all that good stuff. But if you really want to knock my socks off, oh, turn my mic off. For the next round, uh, you should try to sing Decode by Paramore because that's a very challenging song. And if one of the two who make it through did that, I would be very surprised. If it was good. I would be very surprised, too, because that's a female singing a song. Uh, all right. So it's that's going to do it for the ladies. We appreciate I'm you, sure. and we thank you for your time. You are excused. And the beatings will commence after I get upstairs from doing posts, as always. Uh, my final thoughts for this evening are this. Uh, of all of the seasons, now numbering two, and into the semifinals here, a pound for pound. This has got to be the best quality singing show that we have been able to produce thus far, which also gives me a tremendous amount of hope that come season three, because, oh, by the way, there is going to be a season three, we might actually be able to attract big names in the barbecue and grilling industry to take part in this. I floated out to some folks that maybe they would want to sponsor this, have prizes, things of this nature. So I think for as much as nobody wants to continue this ongoing, all of us, we are probably going to continue this ongoing at least for one more season. Maybe we can generate some serious cash. I know Jeff likes uh, cash, so maybe uh, that would be you know $25,000 of the winner. I'll work on that. But, man, I think we have something going here, and I want to uh, extend my thanks to uh, Jeff for doing it again another month. John, uh, doing all yourself. By the way, as Rusty said, for those that don't know what goes into editing and producing, it probably took 30 minutes to cut the the uh, the airport lines, like the, the air traffic between the tower and the plane and doing it in two different filters and then fitting it into the song and saving and rendering all that stuff aside from the song itself so uh, John it was a tremendous effort I know now why you wanted to run with it all by yourself and I think you did a fantastic job Um, and I think the downside is of course that uh, we had Haniel on our side and uh, thank goodness for that otherwise I think Jeff and I might be sucking hind tint here this evening and hoping that we just come in second and not third. And that's that. All right. Uh, So let's go ahead and get ready to head out here before we do it. Let me give you promotional time. Jeff, let me know what's happening with you and anything you would like to promote before we leave here this evening. I'd like to promote my new Facebook group, the the Dead Broke Barbecue Nation. And then July 1st, I'm going to be on that Martha Gets Dirty Season 1. I don't know how long, but I did about a 10-minute clip, and we'll see. It'll probably be 30 seconds on it on D+. So we'll see. All right. uh, Doug, what are you promoting tonight? 
Um, my all recipe article was released a couple of weeks ago. It's on technology and barbecue. I'll see and meet Rusty this weekend. We are going Ooh. to a sausage making class. He's flying down this weekend. Um, so he'll be staying in my house. So we are going to have some fun. And then I've got a Traeger class that's uh, sold out uh, starting July 8th on brisket. John, what are we promoting? You know, this Friday is the best moments. Don't forget to check that out uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just search The BBQ Central Show. I'd also like to ask you to take a look at johnsolberg.com. That's up and running. I've been offering individual one-on-one barbecue and grilling classes and a few other things. And you can find that at johnsolberg.com. I'd love to hear from you from there as well. Rusty, what are we promoting? Yeah, man, that sausage class is going to be bitching. So I'm excited about it. But on the podcast, the Pitmasters podcast this week, we have Chris Webb of Bushmaster Barbecue, probably one of the hottest guys on the scene right now, especially on the West Coast. So check it out if you guys want to learn a little bit more about competition barbecue. Other than that, uh, I'll see you guys next month. All right. I'm promoting, if you want, the ad-free whatever podcast over at Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Central show. So if you want to get a podcast live show, you're going to have to live with it because that's why we do it live. We'll do it live. Okay. That's why we do it live. Do it live. However, on the podcast, you can sans ad by going over to patreon.com slash BBQ Central Show and then subscribing there if you want to. If not, just listen as normal. Uh, All right. Jeff, thank you. Doug, thank you. John, thank you. Rusty, thank you. They are the embedded correspondents right there. And I will do a bit of housekeeping info. Whole Packers. Or not. Legs and thighs. Why bother? Injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Wimpy. All right. We'll do it this way. Uh, This portion of the show brought to you by Vortic Watch Company, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado, taking American pocket watches, turning them into wrist watches just like this one. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique, quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. And the coolest part, each watch that Vortic makes is unique, one-of-a-kind. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com or click the logo on the website, and you can see everything that they're offering there. Wow, what a tremendous... Month three, semi-final. Can't believe. Jeff showed up big. John showed up huge. I showed up as well. We thank once again the official sound guy of the Barbecue Central show, Haniel Trisna, for mastering mine and Jeff's. Uh, he's also volunteered to master the duet that will happen in the finals between whoever the two finalists are. So as we end here this evening and you're listening in podcast, because you'll get this on Thursday unless you're watching the video, which you'll get all two hours, right now starts the voting. Vote from now until Monday at midnight, and the top two of the three vote-getters will make it to the finals where we will have a pre-recorded duet. And then the thing that changed the face of of internet shows all over the place. The two finalists will sing live on the show in the finals to try and take the title of the week later. So you have that to look forward to now, don't you? That's right. All the way back in the first hour, we were talking with Noah Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker. 
pitbarrelcooker.com is the website. The Pit Barrel Extreme. I'm going to call it Extreme. The PBX. The Pit Barrel Extra Large. Is coming out at some point this summer or early fall. Keep an eye out. Also, the stainless steel model will happen maybe sometime next year. I think I just lost the internet. Also, in the second hour, we talked with Derek Riches. I did. Uh, DerekRiches.com is his website, and you can check out his latest article talking about the history of barbecue on the internet back in the olden days. Second hour, embedded correspondence doing our Ruth's Chris expose, and we found out all about that. And then closing it out, what did we do? We sang for your hearts and minds and your votes, most importantly, voting now until Monday at midnight to see who moves on to the finals in month four of Barbecue Central Show's American Idol Season 2. Big show planned for you next week, as always. We have a bonus week here in June. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now. This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central.